Hey, 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 you silly hounds. It's me, it's Ethan Tuxel. Welcome to another episode of the Laughing Mind Podcast. Beautiful, insightful, ridiculous guest episode today with stand-up comedian and arcade comedy theater's general manager, Jason Clark. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Before we do, quick announcement for you guys. Um, this is going to be my last episode of season one of the Laughing Mind podcast, and I'm going to be taking a bit of a hiatus as my lady with wings, feet, and no ears, Morgan, is quite, quite pregnant. We're about to have our little baby girl here pretty soon, and it's just time to to back off a little bit. I've been feeling uh, the need and to, to give more um, and to prepare for this this massive change we're going to go through um so it's just it's just time i'm not going away forever uh i'll definitely be back once once things have settled down a bit with a baby and i'll keep you guys posted on social media when that time is coming i i feel i feel sad i feel i feel a little bit of grief in some ways about this season coming to an end because it's so it's been so meaningful. It's been like kind of, you know, the first year of a startup. It's been hard. It's been it's been scary, but it's also just been so much fun. And I've just been so grateful for you guys, you silly hounds, you listeners. I've been so grateful for every guest I've had on here. Um, so it's just, it's weird, but it's okay. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be okay. So anyway, not to make molehills out of bigger molehills or whatever but i wanted to let you guys know and um but to get into this episode the last episode of season one jason clark is a stand-up comedian who uh is a pittsburgh resident he also plays an enormous role in the premier arcade comedy theater in pittsburgh he's a general manager and we really just dove into it man he came to play he came on fire and we we talked so much about we talked about mental health ocd adhd he gave us so much insight into the the evolution of the pittsburgh comedy scene about how burnt out you can get in corporate jobs the difference in how generations form their identities um being able to stay flexible as you age mentally versus staying stagnant, how there are different comedy scenes for different comedians. It was just, we, we covered so much ground in an hour plus. Um, so I'm so grateful to Jason. He's an amazing guy. He's a very funny comedian. I love his style. He's, he's a comedian and he's a lover. And, and that is, is not always what you find everywhere. So anyway, please enjoy the final episode of season one of the Laughing Mind podcast with comedian Jason Clark. This is the Laughing Mind podcast. And now your host, Ethan Tuxel. Do you watch It's Always Sunny? No. 
Well, that's have you seen the the meme of Charlie Day? Yeah. Where there's like all this yarn and paper. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, that yes. me and I, me and Moore just did the podcast together, and mm-hmm. that's our conversations. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, that's how. Like when I would go on the road with Kleiber, mm-hmm. and when we would travel, because we would podcast together usually mm-hmm. when we traveled as well. Um, but when we were driving, it was always like put a post-it note on yep. the dashboard, and we would just slap the dashboard, and and because uh, we would just that's how we. That's how a lot of like like I know that's how my brain will be wired. Hundred percent for me jumping too. Around because jumping points. I up. know I have ADHD, and yeah. that to me is that process of like this yeah. is exciting. Just for me, I'm not saying yeah. that's what other people are, but yeah. like I know that for me, it's like okay, this is exciting. We're here. Oh, that makes me think of this. Yeah, and that's just how my brain yeah. functions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not diagnosed, but oh, and every, I, please but, don't but hear. Saying, but I'm saying that wasn't a subtle. Line, like, everything lines come on, up. Come on, dog. <laughs> everything, dude. We can get into the OCD piece, like oh, the idea sure. of how how order and how my whole world can get spun. Like, I if if my office isn't perfect for me to work in, mm-hmm. I can't work in it until I fix it. Does does coming into someone else's space like mine is currently in disarray? Does this bother you? Be honest. No, I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't feel the urge to like straighten that up. Put all those anything. books away. Yeah. No. I mean, I now that you pointed out, <laughs> I, like we kind of can't finish. Kind of. Kind of. Like no. I no. The, but for you, for, for other people, for other people, I'm I'm whatever. It's it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. bother me. Okay. But for me personally, it's mm-hmm. like it's things of like, you know. Uh, food pantries, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also I have a you know, retail background, so mm-hmm. I spent oh, 17 yeah. years in retail management. So mm-hmm. I'm very anal about like, you know, labels and sizes and then subcategories. So like you have like I have my baking section and then there's certain things that go both like could be baking or could be for regular cooking. Mm-hmm. So then that has to be like sort of in the section center section, um, you know canned goods you know you've got a you know you got a bunch of you know you got corn you got green beans you think you can't put the corn then a green bean like it's it's a row of corn it's a row of green oh, beans. it's a good thing we didn't get married man oh, we wouldn't have worked yeah well it, it, well it's it's funny though it's my wife is the complete opposite okay okay so it is definitely a um you know a it's something that's just uh you know, I take good, great pride in being able to organize and yeah. reorganize and create a system. And, yeah. you know, um, recently she was in Connecticut uh, visiting our grandson and uh, I organized our um, linen closet. Uh-huh. And I'm just looking because she has all her you know, fingernail polishes. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I can't find what I want. Yeah. So I can't find what I want. Then I become frustrated. Yeah. Or I go and buy it. And here I have more like there's a reason why I have eight things of red pepper flakes. Yep. Because every time my daughter went to cook, she would use red pepper flakes on something. And she's like, just buy red pepper flakes. <laughs> so she has that gene, that trait of my wife. But I, I organized the closet like I'm like, kill, like killed it. Like I put risers in mm-hmm. and all of her s- nail polish is by color, left to right, light to dark. Mm-hmm. And it's tiered mm-hmm. and everything has its place. You know, mm-hmm. Q-tips are in a jar and, you know, um, I'm one step away from labeling shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, my son comes out. He looks at me. He goes, yo, closet looks good, dad. I'm like, thanks, bro. He goes, I'm giving mom a month. <laughs> yeah. And I and I said, well, I go, 
Oh, you're giving her the benefit of the doubt. I'll be like, this is going to be like three, like two weeks, three weeks. Huh? Yeah. Well, when is the tipping point? Right. You know, is it like, you know, three or four it, out of order? Yeah. I just look at it and say it's like um, it's just perpetual. It's a perpetual work for me. So for me, it's like, oh, this is fun. I enjoy doing this. Yeah, I have a I have a more of a love hate relationship with the maintenance things of life. Like mm. part of why I became a therapist. It's not the main reason, but was that. You know, I worked in tech for three, four years. Okay. And like, so like juggling, you know, I'm on the phone with like a, a client. I've got this coming in. I, we've got deadlines. You've got to remember all these things. And I'm very, very good interpersonally. I said too many varies. That was, that was, I, I feel comfortable interpersonally. I feel comfortable like talking to most people, but administratively I am a wreck. Yeah. I'm very weak in that area. And I was like, first of all, I don't care. I don't care as much about this, which mm. is fine because some people care about sure. it. But two, I was like, I don't, the amount of energy it takes for me compared to someone else to like accomplish concrete administrative tasks. If I'm not in the right mood. Yeah. It's like four or five times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't train. The one thing that when it comes to like <laughs> now that now that I'm talking this through, I think I have to attack the way my emails are organized because mm. I it doesn't tran my OCD ish whatever does not translate to like that stuff sure. like like that'll that kind of sends me in a weird space of trying to figure it out. But and now that I have to look at it, just act like it's cans of corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just got to get the labels. You got to visualize. Man, yeah. You, you gotta, know, but it'd be funny if you're like, all right, this is the green beans like section. This is important. Yeah. This is the colors corn. are big for me. Like color coding. Yep. Like those are things that help me with those processes. So mm -hmm. I can look and I know that, you know, this folder is yellow, mm -hmm. you know? So I've got every one of my folders. <gasps> I don't have to search. Yeah. Like I just, I, I can easily look and see like, oh, I'm looking for the yellow folder. Yep. Yep. You know? And yeah. That, and that's where I know, like, I don't know. Those are the different, like weird, like kind of idiosyncrasies of it all. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like how does one of those translate to the other and how do you, and you know, and I, for my wife, you know, I, I joke with her more than I'm not, I'm not upset that she does. Like, I don't get upset. Yeah. He, I get that what's with me is to me is makes absolute sense. Like sure. it, it makes sense on so many levels. Of course all you're, way, you're kind of right all the way down to economics. Yes. Like I don't want to keep buying no. red pepper flakes. It doesn't make sense. Why am I continuing to waste this, this, you know, and I'm not like a turn all the lights off. God damn it. You know, right. if you're not in a room. No, I don't care about that shit. Right. As a, you know, that's the whole, you know, the dad thing. It's like, dad's always turn off the lights. I'm like, you're going to want to probably. Yeah. yeah. Now I do. I will be like, there's no sense of having this light on. But it's not like a, it's not an obsessive <laughs> no, rumination. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it's, I don't fault anyone for not seeing it the way I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, um, but I know I'm right. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what more to say. I mean, I feel that way about I, God. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I just write down, oh, let's not go religion just yet. Um, <laughs> you know, but I just know that if I write all my pros mm -hmm. to doing it the way I see it, but then sometimes I just get beat down and tired and like, I don't give a fuck either. Well, yeah. And I, it's been really interesting for me. I've like 
marrying Morgan is the first person I've ever lived with. Like in terms, of, like I've never been in a relationship where I've lived with somebody, like a partner uh, or something. Right. I've had roommates, but that's a very different like mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been very interesting to blend those things. And how I like being more organized. Like, I don't feel this sense of, like, I'm right. I want it to be in disarray. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with some, uh, what's the word? It's not, like, messy. It's, uh, shoot. Clutter. I'm okay with a little clutter. But I am so much better when it's organized. Like, I feel better when I get in bed and I look at our bedroom and I'm like, this is pretty good. Yeah. So it's not even like I have this, uh... It's not even like this benefit of being disorganized. It's more – I heard um, – do you remember Andrea Weatherald? Were you around? Oh, Andrea, I know Andrea okay. very well. Yeah, so we were we were buddies. We worked together oh, back in the day. And I remember her saying we were talking about like personality types, and it's not this like – it's just that I don't see it. Yeah. It's not – It's it rarely is it like, oh, I'm, I'm actively choosing to not do the dishes. Sometimes it's that. Mm. But a lot of times it's more that I'm like – Oh man, like who am I gonna be in five years? And like, what is this? Like, I'm I'm stuck in oh, wow. that like thinking about my inner world concepts, emotions. So it's 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 just like a visibility thing. Yeah, but I you're right. I don't. I have no question in my mind that that is the better way to do it. Yeah, I just I just don't. Yeah, I, I just I don't. I, I the bedroom thing, like all those things, like they make sense. I just for me, it's like. I like a made bed, but I hate to make a bed. <laughs> yeah. So there are times it's always, there was a role. I mean, I've been about to be married for 25 years and, and um, there was always this role of like unspoken last one out of the bed makes it. Ooh. Oh, I'd make it every day. That'd, that'd be best and I realize I'm like, well, my job and who I am and how I'm wired, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be the last one out of bed. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> like, it's me too. My, my wife's morning, like, she logs in at eight in the morning every day. Right. I don't live like that no, no longer. You know, I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to. You know, I used to get up at, you know, four in the morning, Jeez. two in the morning Jeez, to go to go run a store. You no, know, no. And I did that for you know, off and on those hours for, you know, roughly 17 years. And it just was grinding and grinding. And I'm like, but I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. Like right now, at this time, recording this, it's like, you know, after seven yeah. o'clock, my brain is firing at a level that five, six, seven hours ago mm-hmm. was just kind of getting going. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just, and instead of trying to, force myself yes to be what you think is right yes that you start your day at eight in the morning and you did it like that's not good for anybody involved no. with me you're not getting me at my clearest you're not getting me at my very best yeah and um and for years i tried to you know shoehorn that in mm-hmm. and be like this is how it works you wake up and you you know, you go to the office at eight in the morning and you work, you know, till five yeah. and six or, you know, but for me prior to that, I mean, I worked, you know, you work retail. I mean, other than when you're running, you know, when it, for the time that I was running my own store, that my hours were like one night a week where I was there past, okay. you know, one night a week where I was there past five, yeah. you know, and yeah. I ran that for, you know, for a while. And, and then you have just like, you know, you start running, 
you know, sometimes you got to be there. You got to be there for inventory. And that's like 72 hours straight with no sleep. And that was, you're good for the company and all that shit. And it just burned me out so fast. Yeah. Fast. It's not, you know, it's not relative to the years that I just told you that I worked it. But just like anything, it's just like by the time that you figure out that you don't want to be in that situation anymore, Mm -hmm. you're probably five, eight years past when you should have got out. Man, that feels like a relationship thing, too. Well, I don't know. I I mean, no, I, I see what you're saying there. But relationships, you have to find out you are mindful with each other to be able to um, sort of align again and make sure like, Oh, and I don't mean if you're going through a rough patch, Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, not yeah. what when I, you mean. know, when you, when you reach the point of like, Oh yeah, this just isn't. Yeah. That's right. the, like, yeah, I, no, I, I feel you there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're probably, yeah. You've had these feelings for a while. A you long suppress time. them. You're like, no, you know, and you're sort of pulling and listen, I've been out of the game for 25. That's a terrible 20, game. 25 years. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have a long time. I was playing. I mean, I got it in, got, got that time all scrunched into like a good three, four years prior yeah. to marrying my wife. And, you know, and, um, you know, in my courtship of my wife was three weeks. So, you know, wait, then you got, then you proposed. Yeah. Holy. So you're, I was going to say you're one of those guys. I am. That's so wild. Yeah, I am. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the over under at my wedding was five years. Uh-huh. And my that mom, you were going to get divorced? Yeah, my mom was running that betting line. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. Because it made sense, right? I mean, really. I mean, it was very odd. I mean, yeah. uh, ideally. like, And what was funny about it was Melissa and I, we knew, we planned our wedding before we told anybody we were getting married. Mm-hmm. Because in our heads, we're like, this is absurd. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we're yeah. saying, like, they, we know it's right. Yes. But this is not going to make sense. Sure. You know, and my and my wife was a single mom at the mm, time. Yeah. You know, with yeah. a two year old. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, and all of a sudden you're marrying this guy that came out of nowhere that lives. You know, I lived on the other side of the tunnels, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I that won't make sense unless you live in Pittsburgh because that is a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing. I mean, for me, it was I was anti stay on those side of the tunnels. I wanted out of my hometown. Yeah, at every ability because I had my my grandmother was a clean was a cleaning person mm-hmm. um, downtown. She cleaned for the Benedum family um, when I was little. She lived in Coriopolis. Okay, okay. Um, which is about a 20 minute drive outside of downtown. Right. But she didn't drive. So that meant bus. Yeah. Um, so, but my mom and dad would, we would spend a weekend a year there sure. with them. Sure. Right. And again, that's a 45 minute drive from where we lived. Let's yeah. say, you know, it was just go to grandma's for the weekend and, you know, she take us downtown and I would just be like, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is where the people that are successful are. That was in my young brain. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where all the people that do the business, that <laughs> they run the, they run they run stuff, the town. right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and my brother was just, he was, you know, five years older than me. And he was just like, nope, you know? And it's so interesting to look back now is, you know, we're in our, you know, I'm approaching 50 in a couple years. My brother's in his fifties. 
and you look back to who like what how we were as kids mm-hmm. and then how we grew up to be and my brother was always the guy that's like i want to live in the middle of nowhere yeah i want to hunt my own food yeah like a rain barrel like to yeah catch yeah he's water. well yeah he's like yeah no not to that level uh, my brother's like he wants and, and let me say this i mean for him it's just like he wants to kill a deer yeah and he kills a deer or two or whatever i don't know what the laws are um a year okay and and then it's he has deer meat right but then all the other stuff like he's not growing okay his okay. Own crops and things like no but he um but that was always who he was yeah and he's like five years that's all of the difference five years that you think about that so that's like my brother was born in 1969 i was born in 1974 mm-hmm. the difference between who my brother is and that generation right there right as mm. gen x was happening mm-hmm. you know like i think generational stuff is amazing yeah. i love to just visualize and and put those pinpoints and what are the things that that impacted that generation both positively mm-hmm. and negatively mm-hmm. i look at my children and their 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 generation their generation is completely marred with terrorist attacks and and and, and school shootings yep. now go back to my generation and we were impacted by the cold war yep so we were not worried about school shootings but we were also worried that we weren't going to make it to the bomb shelter that yes. was under our school yeah. in time for when the Russians nuked us. It's almost like what brand of fear did you have to reckon with? Yes. Um, I yeah. mean, there's more than that to generational stuff, right? But yes. that's a big part of it. Oh, absolutely. Or, yeah. Or I think about like, you know, boomers, or not even just boomers, but people, people who are very upset about the way like millennials and Gen Z approach jobs. Oh my God. And that whole idea of like job security, yeah, you know that fear of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, the boomers. <laughs> because I'm gen, I'm Generation X. I mean, I am the off product of white flight in Pittsburgh. I'm the product of redlining in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. When my parents, you know, my my dad, you know, born and raised and grew up in Braddock, mm-hmm. and they all moved to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And the reason they would tell you is because the black people showed up. Mm-hmm. And that's how we were raised yeah. in the suburbs. Yeah. We were always told about how great this town was that we lived in prior to moving out here in this in this oh. in this patch of green that the farmers sold off their acreage and they built these ranch homes and mm-hmm. cut them out like this cookie cutters and built these neighborhoods so that's all i knew yeah uh, i grew up i was already in that you know when i was born that we'd already lived in that house my brother was born and lived in braddock for mm-hmm. a short period of time and he has memories of that time yeah and you know so we grew up hearing about you know how great this town was until until and it was just these folks not really i mean it was just it, to me, when you look back on it, it's like we're talking about the fall of a massive industry as well at the same time oh, this yeah. is happening, you know. So, so you know, my, you know, my birthday in 1980 was at halftime of the Steelers Rams Super Bowl. I was mm-hmm. an afterthought, you know what I mean? Wow. And so we were in that time, in that era, in yeah. the late 70s and 80s, and, you know, you had 
everything from you know hostages when i was in kindergarten like my mm -hmm. kindergarten picture i'm wearing a yellow ribbon and that was because of the hostages the mm -hmm. hostage crisis so you're living through all these things and then you go into the reagan era and the reagan era hit when i was becoming sort of aware and sort of you know understanding these things and my dad liked reagan because mm -hmm. reagan was a um was a movie star yes so my dad if we wanted Ronald to Reagan, the actor. So if we want to, f and that's only because he played in he he played in um, he played Newt Rockney in in the movie where you know it was win one for the Gipper. Like my dad loved mm. Notre Dame because he's an Irish Catholic. Yep. And the only you know what I mean and like God, that's such an iconic scene, iconic movie. Yeah. So that for my dad, that's where his vote would go. So if you fast forward, my dad was a fan of The Apprentice. I'm sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like that whole bit. So we're not going to get politics. I don't want to go politics, but but there is that voter, that person that mm -hmm. is similar, like, like is attracted to not the politics and not interested in the politics. They just see the person and like, oh, I like the personality yeah. and that's yeah. where my vote's going to go. And that's how my family sort of we weren't pol we weren't political by yeah. any stretch. Like, I don't ever remember my parents ever voting. Yeah. Right. Ever voting. Right. But had opinions. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it didn't matter. Like, my dad would, you know, was a f fan of Reagan, and he liked Clinton. It didn't matter to him. It was like personality. It was really interesting when you look back on it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so growing up in that generation, and my brother's just five years older than me. Mm -hmm. Like, and there was, like, a world of difference of who we were developing to be. Yeah. Like, video games, my brother. He doesn't care. He can't. Like, it was ever. But for me, it was, like, a lifestyle yeah. like that for us. And like, you got to think like Nintendo eight bit came out in 1986. Mm -hmm. I was in sixth grade going into seventh grade when I got that thing for Christmas mm -hmm. and it, and I open it and I hook it up. I mean, it's amazing. Like I couldn't believe it because my rich friend whose parents owned the dry cleaner in town. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> whose house I wanted to be at all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it had the finished basement. Oh, and, you know, the finished basement, oh, the carpeting. Oh, oh, the, the, oh, I modeled, I, I modeled my, um, my basement for a while after my buddy's dad. <laughs> and, and I had, and I had this one thing, he had this one picture and his hanging in his, uh, his dad. I mean, his dad had a, I didn't put a bar in cause I wasn't a drinker, but his dad had a full bar set up with the television mount. Like mm -hmm. you didn't mount, like we're talking television. Yeah. Like yeah. In yeah. The yeah. 80s. Like the fat. Yes. It's 300 pounds. Not, not that big, but up in the corner. Yeah. A, a, oh yeah. A, a yeah 17 yeah. inch color TV. Right. I only had black and white at my house. And this is 1987, mm -hmm. 88. Eight, right like like they had cable like what yeah that's you know yeah. like, like they had the premium package he had hbo mm -hmm. oh shit he has cinemax oh cinemax was like for a teenage guy like it was oh. insane back then yeah but all this was coming at us and it was so new whereas my brother was just five years away from me so he's like a senior yeah, he was a in senior school. in high school, and he was, you know, and we, he was, my brother was, you know, he went to technical school and mm -hmm. became a bricklayer. Like, he started, my brother, I think my brother was like 14 when he started his trade. Mm -hmm. He just took to it. He's wow. one of the most incredibly talented Masons. Like, I, I speak so, I mean, anytime I could tell the stories of the, the jobs I got to work for my brother, because that's what I did in high school, mm -hmm. is I, when I was in school, I was like, eighth grade my dad was like you're gonna go work with your brother in the summer so whereas my buddies were all working at like the golf course and they were doing right. these jobs 
I was doing hard labor at 13. Yeah. That changes. You. Yeah. So, but I was making so much more money than yeah. them, but I was yep. so exhausted. Um, and all I want to do is just hang out with my girlfriend and spend that money. But just five years difference of what we were going through. But my brother is, yeah, he's amazingly talented. And, and um, so he took to that, whereas I was the sports guy. Hmm. Did you find like, well, did he live at home for a while? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so you didn't have the only child. No, phase. never. Okay, because my my younger brother is five and a half, six years younger, and sh- sh- my older brother and I both went to college. So he basically had his high school years as an only child. Oh wow! Yeah. So a very very different experience versus me and Sean. We're like, you know, we have three brothers. You know, always doing stuff, always playing, squabbling, all that shit. Yeah. And then it's this big shift of like, oh, it's just you, mom and dad. So even that. That's even hard. That you even think of that now because I sort of got a little taste of that, mm-hmm. you know, as when my daughter moved out. And yeah. I'm not fully empty nested, but, you know, my son's still there, is with us. And, um, and, uh, so we don't, but it's, it still feels sometimes like it is. Like, yeah. You know, I never see him. And, right. You know, um, but there's a transition for the parents, man. Like nothing prepares you for that moment. <sighs> Yeah, I had a professor in college who was brilliant. Um, one of those people who sort of like teaches you how to think, not teaches you, just teaches you stuff, but like teaches you like this is a way to think through things. This yeah. is a way to process information. And I remember like he was also ordained because I went to I went to Grove City College. I was like okay. very, you know, so, you know, a lot of pastors and prof- like, people who are like both. I got my MDiv and I also got my Ph.D. Yeah. And I remember he said, like, so many times I will talk to parents who are in that phase of like, this is a this is a grieving process. Oh, right? it's yeah. Um, and uh, like in many ways, it is a it's an opportunity to be like, hey, like, it, hopefully it's not this. But remember me, your spouse. Oh, I it's it's real. I mean, it's real. I mean, my wife and I feel it. We've mm-hmm. experienced it. You know, we've. You know, this is a this is a time in our life that has changed in a lot of ways when mm-hmm. it comes to the family, you know, yeah. and 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 being able for me that I am a um, I have to process mm-hmm. everything. Well, you're you seem like an external processor. Yes. You seem like a guy who doesn't you, you want to do it out loud, whether you're alone or with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I it's it's I have to look at a situation. I cannot. I've learned that I cannot emotionally react to anything. Mm-hmm. I have, I was, I used to be very highly emotional mm-hmm. to react to things. Mm-hmm. And, and in most cases overreact to sure. things. Sure. And, and I'm, I, it's just part of my, probably my journey over these last three years of discovering more and more and, you know, trying to figure that out and work on that and, and understand that those things mm. tend to make others feel uncomfortable. Sure. And that it's a power struggle and it's a panic and it's, mm-hmm. it's a thing that's not good for anybody involved and it doesn't get me a positive end result in most cases. Sure. So for me, that's just how I have to go about things. So, so I have to sort of sit back and, and, and work it out. Yes. You know, I have to, I can't react. So, so as, as things start changing, you know, I have to find, you know, I start looking at going, okay, so I went from being a husband and a father Mm -hmm. 
maintaining those roles. But now who am I going to be as a grandfather mm-hmm. and as a father-in-law? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what example do I want to be able to set and how am I best served in those roles for those individuals? Mm-hmm. And mm. so that's where I go with like this moment in time. Yeah. Like this is a, this is probably one of the biggest transitional periods of my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the career is, Hey, the career is the career mm-hmm. and it, 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 it doesn't last forever sure and and i also know that you know i'm coming up on nine years with the theater Mm -hmm. in 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 a in different capacities Mm -hmm. over the years and this isn't a retirement plan by any stretch this industry oh yeah you know i'm not i'm not you're not a running back for five years then you're done yeah i mean it's the you know the arcade comedy theater deserves you know you know they don't deserve a 60 year old dude trying to run a theater anymore like mm. to me I, it's like they deserve it, it they, for things to grow and to evolve i think that they're continually has to be individuals that are more you know in touch and savvy in a lot of different ways mm. you know so so that's at a time where now i'm working on that with myself is yeah. uh, you know and and it's uh you know it's a, it's a, it's a challenging time but at the same time man life is so exciting yeah, it can be so exciting, and and um, I try not anymore to get too low with a lot of the different things. But but those, but but yeah, I know we kind of tangent there, and I know that kind of got got deep for a second because I started thinking about that. I've been thinking about that a lot. I spent a lot of time with yeah. those thoughts of my family and how do I best serve them. It's it is very interesting in some ways that you and I are sort of on the precipice of these huge transitions they're obviously very different mm-hmm. like my wife's gonna give birth in 10 weeks oh wow and then you know like these these like better clean up these books oh yeah well, she's I'm a, now i'm looking at your house at a whole different level you need me why to do come you think over? it's so messy man all right you're gonna call it listen i'm coming in all right all right i'm bringing me i'm bringing my wife we're gonna get you set up, baby. This the baby fire this thing. You got time. You got plenty of time. That baby's not ready to move. My my grandson's six months. He's starting to get. Yep. Um, I said, I'm coming up on the fifteenth. We're gonna walk around with a piece of paper, and then we're gonna map out how you're gonna block these entrances. Like you don't even know. No. You don't even know what this child's about to do to your house. I don't, and uh, that's. <laughs> I, I'm I'm like uh, I was so active as a kid, and so was Morgan. Like I was climbing shit, I was running. She she ran before she crawled. Okay. She literally ran wow. before she crawled. Yeah. Uh, and so we're you know and and like I don't know if this is true for most babies in the womb, but she's so active. Like at thirty weeks, I can feel her hand yeah. against my hand sometimes. Yeah. Like how much she's moving. So we're like, yeah. she's probably gonna be a runner. And not not even like a cross country. She's just gonna <laughs> fucking run. Um, <laughs> But but to come back, I think one of the things that is I think is very evident when I hear you talk, you know, like if you're talking to a group of people or just as us talking, I am so grateful and aware of how you're not someone who's like 
I have sort of burrowed into an identity and a place in life and I'm done, mm. which I think is really hard to resist, mm. especially for men. But I just think in general that when you talk, there is such a air of like excitement and curiosity and intrigue mm. And and I'm not I'm not trying to butter your bread like every no, moment's please, been like please that. Please throw my flowers, bro. I'm good. No. <laughs> but no. but but I I can feel my temperature rising. Oh, right good, now, good, good, good. That's that in an uncomfortable way. Sure, right. Because I I struggle with it. I'm the I'm definitely um, it's interesting. I I do. I it's a personality thing that's that's very interesting of somebody that I love to get on stage and I love mm. to just entertain and mm -hmm. I love doing that. That's such a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to people wanting to talk to about me in any way, I'm like face I'm, to I'm, face. I'm or in a recognition within a group. Uh -huh. I'm a, I'm the Homer Simpson meme, man. I'm just backing into those bushes. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to feel that. Mm. I, that, that, that I actually just saying that and envisioning a couple situations recently that mm -hmm. that's happened mm -hmm. and I can feel the anxiety in my chest start pop up, up. Yeah. start popping up. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But go ahead. Come on, man. Let's do it. It's just us. I feel good about this. Well, I, I guess like <laughs> I, something that is, you know, important to me in my life is I, I never want, to be done i i never want to be like okay i i can sort of just sort of mail it in the rest of the way yeah i i as a father as a as a comedian as a therapist as a husband um and like that is something that i think there's a lot of people in our world who dig in who dig into where they are i'm not trying to like shit on like any particular no. group it's just like you feel it you feel it when you're with somebody that's like oh you're not somebody who's necessarily like i think the word i like to use is open-hearted and what i mean by that is you're like like things where you could be like i could be wrong like this posture of like i might be wrong but i'm also not ashamed of who i am mm -hmm. and i feel like that just comes off of you like you know there's no there's no archetype of a comedian it's too big now there's too many of us there's too, but but you have you just have love coming off of you that oh, there wow. are comedians who I don't feel that way about, who I still respect, yeah. but, but that comes off of you. I, I appreciate that. I think that's, you know, that's a wonderful compliment. I, I want people to, I want people to feel love. I want people to feel good. I, but I also want people to be realistic as well. Mm. I don't think everything is, not everything is sunshine. You know what I mean? No. Like, like I know a lot of folks that, you know, I've got a, I've got friends, a lot of friends, teachers, mm -hmm. you know, it was a big push like in our generation. Like I went to school to be a school teacher. Okay. Okay. You know, that's all I ever remembered wanting to do mm -hmm. was be a school teacher. So, but then, you know, I do what I do now and, you know, and I see also the people that, you know, that I've worked for years with in retail and they're like, wow, that is, a, like, that has to be just the, we wake up every day and it's just the greatest thing. And it's like. It's still a job. Like right. there's a job end of, you know, running this yeah. theater and there's parts of it that, you know, you just change the words, you know, I'm still running financials and I'm still mm -hmm. still, you know, with accountability. Like there's things that come with yeah. any job. There's with there's just, money, there it, are rules. Yeah. And then there are things that we call shine time at the theater. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the things that the staff that we we say, This is my shine time. These are the things that not only do I love to do I'm good at. Yeah. It. So I know it might not necessarily fall under 
my umbrella is my responsibility, but I can do this. And yeah. I can do it in a way that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like shine time is, is something that came up probably within the last six months that kind of helped us understand, you know, but you can't spend all your time in shine time because nope. you can't, because usually the, inf- the most important things aren't shine time. So, right. So that's the, that's, right. that's the challenge of, of, of it all. But, but, but I just want, man, I, I get it. Like I, I, I'm very fortunate. I, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to put into words. Like I, I'm not, to say that I'm not done, like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't know. That's the scary thing. That's the thing. Because when we talk about people digging in, it's because that's what we're taught is success, right? Sure. You spend 25, 35, 40 years working for a company, you know, and that should be celebrated. Like that, not only should you as the person be celebrated. Oh, sure. But you as the, the, but the company or the organization that you spent a lifetime working for Mm -hmm. deserves credit because you never got so upset or felt less than Mm -hmm. you continued to work there. Now there are going to be people that remain in a job because they're just stuck and and they feel that they can't go. Or that's the industry in your town. Sure. Sure. There's all kinds of, not everybody has those types of opportunities mm -hmm. to do whatever, but, and sometimes your hand gets forced that way, Yeah. you know, and then the, and you know, whether it is that you lose a job or, you know, things like that, it's like, it's not the end of it. No, you know, I've lost a job. I lost a very, very, very good job. Mm. And. um, And it was it was it was so difficult because it was. Truly my thing of saying I proved everybody wrong. Mm. I achieved a level of success that everybody in my life when I decided to stop trying to prove my value to people Mm -hmm. based on what I achieved at an organization or in Mm -hmm. a company that to me is when truly my heart changed of how to give back and how to, Mm. to, to feed knowledge and Mm -hmm. and just share and, and encourage people to do good. Yeah. You know, instead of always focusing on the negative aspects of different parts of your life, Mm -hmm. spend more time thinking of those individuals that positively impacted you in different ways, whether it's a a coach. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of that stuff comes from sports. Sure. You know, a lot of, you know, I I exist in a world of art and Mm -hmm. there's I'm, you know, I'm not the. you know, not a lot of sports fans that float around in our theater. No, no, it's, uh, and, and it's not that. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I respect the hell out of it. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You do, you know, but uh, especially in a town, you know, I, I can imagine if you just the idea that if you wouldn't be like being a non sports fan is in the city of Pittsburgh. I it's got to be challenging. But I will say, um Man, there's no better time to go shopping than when the Steeler games. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, listen, I'm rec- listen, I'm recording that thing. I don't need. I'm going to Giant Eagle. I'm going now, now, because mm-hmm. no one else is there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, 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 really, I mean, when you think, when I think back on, you know, leadership and that stuff, to me, always was important. Like the idea of coming together and. And utilizing each other's strengths mm-hmm. um, in a team, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's proven, you know, over and over and over again, man. Like, 
in this thing, you got to have a team of people to get through everything mm-hmm. anymore. Like collaboration, God, just the idea of like that. If we want to talk, like, I think it's time now that we start really looking at the pandemic and find what I call the gap years, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just call them the gap years. Like, everyone's like, what do you call, you know, at that time existed. Mm-hmm. And a lot was taken from us mm-hmm. personally, professionally. I think it's time now that we kind of sit back and say, what came out of that that we, that's positive? Like, like don't focus on, like, we, 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 we existed in that time. And, and I'm not saying to anyone, if you lost a family member, I mean, that's just, it's, that's, hmm. there's nothing I can say to you. You know, there's nothing more that I could say. It's, it's horrendous. It shouldn't have happened. It didn't need to happen could have been avoided mm-hmm. could have been helped but there's a lot of great things that came about during this and mm-hmm. and relationships and i learned early on of like to get through any of this we have to even expand that level of team and that collaboration mm-hmm. you know and find those find those other organizations those other venues that you know all cross and intersect and you know in the world of comedy comedy and music just it's a natural intersection you know mm-hmm. every comedian wants to be a lead singer <laughs> and, and every, every lead, lead singer, singer wants to be a comedian yeah, John, like that's John why Mayer. yeah i mean that's why you know that's why the goddamn comedy jam exists mm-hmm. like it's because that crossover is real like mm-hmm. like you would never think to see Jessica Kirsten jumping up with a full band and she's drink you know singing proud mary like but to watch that is amazing and mm-hmm. it was cool when Steve Byrne brought that here and did it as a fundraiser mm-hmm. and that was a co thing like we worked a co-marketing thing with Drusky here in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh like our relationship was built through the pandemic because during the pandemic the National Independent Venues Association became a real thing came became a thing that all these indies, all these indie, you know, mainly music halls, yeah, you know, Mr. Smalls and, you know, the Thunderbird in that, Isn't Thunderbird that was yeah. in that, yeah, yeah, and 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 loc and these chapters were popping up and you know seeing it on the news and, you know, we're an arts organization and that seemed like it was all about the music scene, sure, you know? sure, and so we're working with um, our downtown cohorts, which is. Um, GPAC, Greater Pittsburgh Arts Council. And, you know, we're all trying to figure this out. All these theaters downtown, you know, there's how many theaters that are all around us. But we're a hybrid, right? Like, we're kind of like this. We're a theater, but we're also like a comedy venue. Oh, yeah. It's this weird kind of, I talk about that a lot, right? Yeah, there's, it's a Venn diagram, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, we've got, we've got a, we've got a, we've got our feet in a couple different sandboxes which is beautiful which is amazing it's what i love mm-hmm. about the theater and it's mm-hmm. why it was founded the way it was you know and, and um so so drusky was what it was who ran and drusky is a production company mm-hmm. here in pittsburgh yeah and um he um brian who uh who brian drusky um who i knew because growing up all the shows in pittsburgh were produced by the caesar angler okay Every show, didn't matter where you were going, it mm-hmm. was Caesar Engler presents Kiss, mm-hmm. you know. And then Brian worked for De Caesar Engler, and then he broke off um, out of out of that. I think it's, I think I think they still exist in some form or something. But he formed his own his own company here, mm-hmm. and his um, 
and his head of marketing is Adam Balin, and they were running these Neva meetings. So every week, you had, I think there were like 14 of us that were jumping on these Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. Dude, and sometimes it was just to scream. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and to commiserate. But but at the end of it, it was we were there, there were actionable things that were happening on a national level. Like the bill was being written, we we played part in writing the bill mm-hmm. that was to go after the Care Fund Act. That mm-hmm. was the money that was reserved in Pennsylvania for independent venues. Mm-hmm. Had all this money that was just sitting there. Mm-hmm. We had lobbyists. We wrote the bills. We had bipartisan support on it, and it was ready to go to the to the state of Pennsylvania, go to the governor. Mm-hmm. Like we, it was going to be introduced, if not to the governor, but into we were going to get it introduced for a bill for a vote. Like I said, bipartisan support, mm-hmm. everything. And I wake up on a Monday morning to a tweet that read that you know the governor has released that money and they balanced their budget with it. And <clears throat> Jesus, and that was a moment where we, as a collective group, were like, "Okay, this sucks. We can be angry about it, mm-hmm. but we can also look at it and go, okay, we need to figure this out from here.'" Mm-hmm. And but we were just at that point, Chuck Schumer jumped on it because the state of New York—I mean, New York City—is his his thing, and mm-hmm. so this collaboration that was being built these local venues it's just continues to be great relationships that should only bring together all of our scenes to mm-hmm. support each other right and that coming from a world of um competition yes um you know and yes. that's that was something that i had to learn you know getting into the business and understanding how important every stage is mm-hmm and and we can all exist mm-hmm. and we can all be unique and we can all offer different things for different people but still represent a scene yeah you know and for Drusky it was you know i just said to them point blank i'm like you are bringing killers to pittsburgh comedy killers like first of all what do you know about comedy mm-hmm. like who do you know like how where I, you know, and, and, you know, just started talking and working with them and just saying, Hey, you know, if opportunities arise and you need local talent, we're, we're, you're tapped in. We're here. Yeah. You know, we're all here together. Yeah. And, um, your Pittsburgh is a comedy scene is, um, I think it's, um, I'm surprised. It's, it, I'm surprised that, um, that we came out of the pandemic or came to this point of the pandemic and how much the landscape of it all has changed. Mm -hmm. But boy, the opportunities are pretty good. Yeah. They're better than I feel than they were before. I think there's more. I'm always worried about, you know, how much talent do you have to support this many shows in a city coming out of a time when nobody did, meaningful comedy for the most part for for almost two years two, two, yeah. two and a half years yeah. um but i'm excited about the future 
of, yeah. of Pittsburgh as an in, as a entertainment industry for locals. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the music scene here in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm I'm excited. I think that there's more great things that are coming our way. I'm excited to see how many artists we have. The arts, just the feel of it. Like I'm in it every day. Like mm-hmm. I'm in downtown every day and. You know, and I can feel it there, but then I can feel it in Millville. And then, I oh, can, yeah. you know, obviously we know we can feel it in Lawrenceville to a certain extent, but all these different areas, McKee's Rocks with the Roxian, mm-hmm. bringing amazing shows into there. And I just think that, um, and people, people are recognizing that. So yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Well, that was, that was uh, beautiful. Uh, and, and, it just made me think about the the dipping the dipping in and out of I and we that we do as people. Oh yeah. Like and and I think that it was making me think, you know, of <laughs> of myself how when I'm not doing very well, I'm really stuck in I. Mm. Uh and and I think that can be and I've gone through different seasons of that cuz I've been a very codependent person where it's like it's all about you or we and I like neglect me, but how there's like this, this, I, I feel confident saying it's a pretty undisputable truth that if we aren't connected to something larger than ourselves, then we tend to wither away, whether that's a, your family, your community, a comedy scene, it can be, you know, your church, you know, it's, yep. it's. But I really think that like the I love that you mentioned competition because entertainment can be competition, right? If you think about an auditioning room and you walk in and it's like there are 18 fucking guys that look like me, right? And so there's this weird (sighs) squeezing of like I have to only look out for me Mm -hmm. and and how like that is – that's sort of the narrative of entertainment in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it can be seen that way of like, look, if you want to make it, not that you don't have to network, but it's almost just like, you got to do it. You, you got to, you know, yeah. I mean, versus this, this expanse yeah. where that isn't a zero sum game. That isn't like, mm-hmm. Oh, you get a gig. That means I don't get a gig. Yeah. The comp, the, yeah. Th- I think that, I mean, that's always going to exist. Sure. I've seen it. I've seen it in Pittsburgh, you know, as I'm coming up on, you know, nine, ten years that I'll be in some way evolved, involved here mm-hmm. in comedy. But like when it became my career was, you know, 2018, 2019 is when I knew this is, you know, mm-hmm. what I was going to do. But um, but I have seen it evolve. I've seen it change. And I think if you surround yourself with the right people, if you're running around in the right, you know, pocket. You know, it's it's just like anything. There's going to be rooms you won't want to play and mm-hmm. there'll be rooms that you will die to play mm-hmm. and opportunities that you would love to have. And that's healthy. Yeah. Because that means it's, it's, it's you know, but I, I you should, I, I don't know. Stand-up's interesting to me. I love it so much. And I just look at it and be like, the idea and the thought that your material, you should be able to kill any of them, right? Like that thought process, like sure. you should, oh, you know, it's not real. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. And it's you know, when I realized it was when I was you know hosting a stand-up show in a blanket fort. 
And at that moment, at 39, uh-huh. this isn't my scene. That's oh, when I realized man. that there were kind of different scenes. Yeah. And, they, and they all serve beautiful purposes. Sure. In most cases. Um, but... But I, I mean, the variation of, of comedy and, and the idea of what the idea of I, mm-hmm. it's a business that is, at the end of it, what you want to do with it and where you want to take it. Mm-hmm. At the end of it all, it's going to be just you. Yeah. Okay. Whether you are aspiring, like, I, I, there's, I see it from all the different sides, right? Like the idea of improv and why do people choose to do improv mm-hmm. and versus the people that just would never do improv and would only do stand up or just do sketch and the sure. idea and, and some of those intermix easier. Most, you know, improv and sketch, yeah. they, they intertwine very well and pretty much most on both sides. But so does, so can stand up. I mean, stand up. Mm-hmm. You can work the entire triangle and become a very well-rounded comedian, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing more of that in in our city. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing more of that coming through the arcade, through the right. academy of folks that are wanting to learn how to become an improviser, but also go and do sketch and 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 then stand up as well. And you know, I, there's a lot of that talent that's mm-hmm. just hidden that you know, as folks just don't be so scared of the other form, you know, give it a shot because there's value to both. Oh yeah. I I took an improv class to help with stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just the idea of, you know, not being fearful that you're out there with no active prepared thoughts. Like you can just go and just be funny. Right. And so, you know, but at some point, you know, you, if you want it to become, your source of income. Yeah, you, on, pick, you gotta pick on a lane. any level that you've got to be the business side. You yeah. have to understand that part right. of it. And that's where, you know, I talk about that often. It's just there comes a point in time where some of the most talented comics, the comedians that have ever existed, you've never even heard of or seen. Oh, yeah. Because they no longer do it anymore because the talent gets you to the point when when the business starts getting involved and that's where things kind of get a little bit messy because we're generally going to be the more creative type you're not going to necessarily have have an understanding of you know marketing on any level potentially and you got to sort of learn that as it goes and that's a moving target so that's a bad example that thing moves it constantly is changing and um, but you've got to understand the dollars and cents what point in your career do you start demand, you know, start not settling for certain amounts right. of money? You know, when, when, when do you know, like when the, the question gets asked, like, when do you, when, man, when, how long until you start getting paid, yeah. you know, doing this? And there's multiple answers to that. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, everybody will remember the first time that they legitimately got paid for comedy, mm-hmm. like not got paid in beer you know what I mean? Or got paid in, you know, food and drink tickets at the mm-hmm. banquet hall. Like that time when someone actually gave you money to go and do something mm-hmm. for, for 10, five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like that's a special thing for, for any artist yeah. to get paid for their art for the first time. Yeah. It's important. But as that continues to progress at the business and you become so bookable and you're just, that good and, and your and your talent is just continually watching it rise you know you have to come to a point where you're just like this is a business now mm-hmm. so i have expenses mm-hmm. okay i i've got to drive there 
I've got to have maybe a hotel. Yeah, is that on? Is that on me? Is that on them? Yep. If it's not on them, if it's on me, can we work out a different deal? Yeah. With the door, with the drinks, whatever. Like the business side of it is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the more that you get involved, but when those things start happening, it happens so quickly at a time when you maybe feel you're not fully ready for it. Mm-hmm. So it is. It is about you. However, you can't do this in a vacuum. Right. You know, the the best comics that I've seen have been those folks that just sit in a room and just run bits mm-hmm. and just bounce ideas and have fun. And, you know, probably the greatest example I've seen of that locally was watching um, Colin Chamberlain and Ray Zawadny. Mm-hmm. I've watched them and it's been so fun. I mean, you know, Colin, Colin came in probably nine years ago and Colin, I think it was nine years ago and Colin took a class. At he was about, I think he was 20 yeah. when I had, a, when I had him on, not this one, my other one, he said yeah. he was 20. Yeah. And I think he's, he's a little bit younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, um, I was involved at the theater, but more of like on a volunteer basis sure. at that time. That was early on in the mm-hmm. in the thing, so I didn't get to see. You know, I seen his class show. Yeah, I remember seeing his class show. Um, but Ray had been around probably for a couple of years prior to that, so I'd probably say Ray's probably yeah got a couple of years there. But um, but their energy together, like it was just like at any time. You just sat there, and they were putting a show on for you. Mm-hmm. And they were doing shit like you're sitting in hand bones, and they're like picking up a salt and pepper shaker and just doing a bit that they're talking to each other on the phone, mm-hmm. and the shit is killing me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm watching this, and you just knew. And and you know when they when they talked to me when I seen them one night at an open mic at the Pleasure Bar, and they, you know told me like we're making the move. Yeah, we're doing it. And you just ah. Oh, and seeing it and seeing the growth and seeing them just get funnier and funnier and seeing them work so hard. Oh, my so, God. And there's so many different examples over the years. Yeah. Of that, but they but the idea of being able to work together with with others and let yeah. them in on that world. You yeah. know, and, you know, it, was, it probably wasn't until I let you know, it wasn't until like I found who I kind of was when I was on stage. Yeah. And that was when I let, you know, sat down and said and had my wife be a part of the writing process, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and it was just, instead of what it was always my, cause I was so fearful, like, uh, you know, rejection, you know, that's not oh, funny, but yeah. who knows my voice better than my wife? Like she, Morg helps me with my bits all the time. Sure. Like we're in bed and we'll say something. She'll, sometimes it's hers and I'll be like, can I kind of snag that? Yeah. Or I'll just be like, do you think this is funny? And she, you know, and she's honest. Yeah. And I, and I love when you like, that's what you need. The people who are like, they're not just uh, your yes men, right? Mm-hmm. They're not just sure. like people who are like, you're the best. You're, yeah. the, you're the best. You need hype, but you need, I know you, I know your voice. I, and, and that was, that was your, that was your C game. That's not your A game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, there's been times where, you know, Melissa's, you know, she says, um, <laughs> you're nervous tonight, huh? Cause she, you know, when I was performing a lot, I don't, I don't, <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you were swearing a lot. Oh, She's that's like, so interesting. And you, when you're feeling nervous, you swear on stage. So, 
Um, but that th- that stuff is that's healthy. Yeah, that's healthy. You yeah, know? she's not telling me I'm a piece of trash. No, and some she understands. You know, she'd be like, you know, some nights are better than others, and of course, um, you know, but probably relationship wise, I mean, you know, Melissa just she's always been the one that was, you know. That was a change for her because, you know, I operated on a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. Within five years, I needed to be up two more levels in this organization. Yep. Like with my previous career, like yep. everything was like, okay, in five years, I'm going to have three promotions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like that's how I was operating and that's all she – so then now I came to this point where I was like, I don't have a plan. It's more ambiguous. It was very – yeah. So that that sharp shift – um in my personality mm-hmm. was you know was overwhelming for my wife yeah and um but um but such a such a fan she just yeah. from the, just believed in me she believed in me when she met me you know 25 years ago and mm-hmm. just believed in me and that isn't reserved for partners Mm-hmm. No, other no. human beings, other men, other women, other friends, other family. Like, if you get caught up in, if you get caught up in those people that just, I see it in my son, and I gotta try to help him. But I remember the energy that gets expelled trying to prove everybody wrong. And yeah. if you focus on making those that believe in you proud. You'll be fine. Right. Versus like, I, I feel like that's especially a sports thing, mm. but, but I think it is in general, this like, you know, you hear, you know, bits about Kobe or MJ or, you mm-hmm. know, people who are like, anytime someone doubted me, that was my fuel. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how much different that is for art versus like sports. There's a different, I think there's a different maneuvering that is occurring there um, on some level, but um. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that being surrounded by people who are for you. Yeah. People, yeah. people but who are honest as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. I, I, like, I think that's what you just said a second ago. I, I want, I want, <laughs> I want tempered honesty. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want you to know me well enough that you're not going to put me in a position where I'm going to be extremely hurt by what you say. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you got to understand, like I am, I am truly a very emotional, very passionate individual. Right. And so when messages are getting delivered, I got to help folks understand, <laughs> keep it. Don't, don't, don't break the fragile man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But no, I, it, you need that. You need that. You need that partner to trust. You need that individual. You can, you know, bounce things off of mm-hmm. and help each other because, you know, there's there's no answers to this. That's what's beautiful about art. That's what's beautiful mm-hmm. about comedy. You know, it's there's no answer to it. No one every you can talk to. So I've I've been so fortunate to to have great great comedy conversations with a lot of great comics. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, I don't even it, it just and each one of their stories and their beliefs and their philosophies are completely different Mm -hmm. but the common thread among all those comics and i'm not name dropping because i'm just but there's a group of them they all have the same trait 
they would do anything to help another comic. Mm. Yeah. Anything. Advice, whatever, whatever you would want. Mm -hmm. They would, they would, and they give advice in ways that don't make it feel as if they're old time in them or, yeah. you know, and these, and these are individuals that have been, you know, this group of people, the comics that I'm thinking of, they span like, you know, probably anywhere from, you know, nine years in the, in, in the game and all the way up into 35. Yeah. And the, and, and it's all, they're all, there's, they're all different, but mm -hmm. the same thing. They've all had longevity. They're all have have enjoyed and been able to entertain a lot of people over the years and every single one of them are just good people yeah there's something to that man yeah now that doesn't mean that there's not assholes that are doing their thing and getting ahead and getting oh, things yeah. i mean that's going to be the thing you know i you know i you know keep your grass cut real low you know the business is the business mm -hmm. and you got to make sure that the snakes can be seen mm-hmm you yeah. know so it but it's um it, it is something at this time in my life and you know and you're just kind of like juggling all these different things and mm -hmm. you know i'm staring down 50 yeah and you know i i always hear people you know that whether they you know it's like make a big deal or just sort of like <laughs> You know, where's the midlife? Am I in that midlife crisis? Am I looking at motorcycles? There has to be now? a crisis. That's that's it, right. That's what they <laughs> like. That's what everyone. So am I anticipating it? But then I step back and I'm like, wait a minute, is comedy my? Is this moment in time actually my midlife crisis? You've been having it for nine years. <laughs> You've been in the midst. Of I'm in the midst of it because I'm just surrounded by mostly. You know, like now I'm at that stage where like virtually everybody's younger than me right like everybody right. And that is an interesting moment mm -hmm. in my life mm -hmm. and it's just like it but it but it's but it keeps me like it's amazing to see mm -hmm. you know uh just folks doing what they do but i learn so much from everybody but um but yeah it is a moment of like oh boy my uh what do i got 25 years <laughs> Like, that's when I start that. I like, that's how I'm starting to look at it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, instead of going into despair yeah. of like, holy shit, I have less years remaining. Than this, how old this person I've, is. Than, than I've had. And, oh, this runs in my dad's side of the uh, family. Yeah, yeah. He died at da-da-da. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's maximize this thing. Yeah. Let's figure out how to. Yeah. Get a few more years. Mm -hmm. Can I get it to 30 more? Because I'm going to be fortunate and blessed to have 30 years with a grandson, mm. with a grandchild. You know what I mean? I totally. don't know what the future holds for the growth of my family. Mm -hmm. um, but that was that was some of the greatest, um, um, not advice, but, you know, Norlex Belma is an amazing comic in Brooklyn. We're close friends. And he goes, man. You know how many people would give anything to have that many years with their grandfather? Mm. You know, with mm -hmm. their grandparents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the good ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I didn't. My my grandparents were like seventy, seventy five when I was two. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know. I knew my grandmother. I only knew her for probably ten years of my life combined. Yep. So, um, but but that's it. So so yeah, that kind of brings us kind of full circle of like, mm. you know. The comedy stuff is beautiful and I love it. And it's, I'm very fortunate to work in something that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. 
and I want to see people exceed. Mm -hmm. I want to see them do things that in their mind they never thought they would be able to do with this. Yeah. And 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 be able to give them the you know the venue, the opportunity, mm. the connections, the talking to, the understanding of the business to help more people make that move. And yeah. you know, we got a whole generation of gig workers that are coming real fast mm -hmm. on everybody. Yeah, my son's generation, they are gig workers, and they they they'll work six different jobs as long as they're all good and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're taking care of them, and they're good people to work for but they'll go from gig to gig and they'll they find they'll find their ways to make money oh yeah and especially in the world of art so yeah um being able to give people the tools to be able to you know maybe you don't have to maybe don't you know the goal of getting to a hundred percent you know having your entire income be from comedy that's a wonderful goal for someone that gets into comedy and thinks about mm -hmm. it that way and uh Somebody that's out there working six jobs right now, mm -hmm. Uber and Lyft and all that good stuff, and mm -hmm. you know, let's get you down to four jobs. Right, right. right. Replace two of those jobs with what you do in comedy. Mm -hmm. It can be done in Pittsburgh. It oh can yeah. be done. What's beautiful about Pittsburgh is geographically, man. You, you want to jump? You know, just the idea that you can go to New York, you can go to Cleveland, you can go to D.C., you mm -hmm. can go to Nashville, you can go to Indianapolis. You can go Man, they're just, mm -hmm. you're just straight. Chicago's not too bad. Chicago's not bad. Yeah. You just drop a pin right in the middle, and there's Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So it can be done. It's been proven that it can be done. Yeah. But at the same time, you might want to just be able to have some fun money. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love about the business. It yeah. doesn't doesn't make it less legitimate. Or, you know, it's, it's you're doing comedy. You're doing something that you love to do. And having fun at it and as long as you take it serious and mm -hmm. and do right and you know get out there and you know i love the you know uh, you know the david you know you got david k out there and and chuck krieger they're sort of the two local bookers and mm -hmm. they're two you know they're guys that have continued to make comedy their thing and mm -hmm. they provide opportunities for comics to do these rooms and you know, do these fundraiser shows, and sometimes those things can get kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those are fun gigs. You know, <laughs> those are fun ones. I, I like I like working with those guys. Yeah. And, uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, comedy is just it's a beautiful art. I can nerd out and talk about mm. favorites and all that good stuff. But but the business is a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, Give yeah. me two seconds. I got a piece so bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap. Yeah. We'll, we'll just do something real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so you <laughs> the the way I typically end is just asking, you know, from whether it's in comedy, whether it's in mental health, whether it's just being a person, what is some distilled nugget of wisdom that it does not have to be this massive profound thing. There's no pressure. It can just be like brush your teeth in the morning. But what's something that, like, right now is sort of rattling around for you that has mean means something? Ooh. And you've already given us 60, 70, like, the <laughs> so, so we're, we're, we're what, good. So what is the one nugget of mm -hmm. just... And yeah. What's helping you get get through and feel... I think right now I'm 
more honest with myself than I've ever been. Mm. I, 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 I'm, I don't, yeah, I'm more honest with myself. Mm. Um, I think I feel more myself than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what that means. And maybe that means that I, and there's things to, I, that have there continual work, you yes. know, like I said, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a constant work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm the most comfortable in my skin, I think is the easiest way. So I, I just, I think you have to take care of yourself. Mm. You, you have to, you have to listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to your body. You have to, you have to understand, you know, that, um, you know, that, um, you have to have quiet, you have to have mindfulness, mm-hmm. you, you have to find things to escape, yeah. you know, find ways to just shut it down, yeah. you know, and, you know, at any point, you know, something's going to kind of take a left turn. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you can you can handle it and, 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 and be able to work together to, to overcome anything. But yeah, I think just be more mindful of yourself and take care of yourself, listen to yourself. Mm. And, you know, and, uh, and the more you do that, the people around you, I hope will find that, um, that they get the, they get the residuals of that because your happiness will, will, um, will in hopefully impact them yeah. positively too. I love that. I love that. Cool. Thank you for all of it. You were so abundant. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those weird moments because we're about to, you know, get off here. And that's when I just, and then that's the whole drive home. I'll go, dude, you talk too much. You talk too much. Dude, you talk too much. And I, I said that after one of them to, to Ed Bailey. And he goes, it's a podcast, man. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we're supposed to talk. The <laughs> they whole don't want to. He's like, they don't want to hear. <laughs> so, they but, hear um, me talk all the time. Yeah, right. I mean, and hopefully that's part of why they like it. But if it was just like me talking at you, that's nothing. Yeah. That's not interesting. Yeah. And I and I'm here. I like to think of it as this is my little arena to help you shine. Yeah. That's that's all yeah. I want is you to feel good, you to feel safe, and this is this is for you. This is your moment. This is our moment. No, it was fun. Um, no, I had a good time. So, you have anything you want to plug? Any shows? Anything no. for Arcade? Or no, I mean just Arcade. It's support. You know, it's uh, continuing to support support the artists getting out local. You know, it's just I just say to anybody, you know, wherever you at, and you know, if you got a local comedy scene, it's just mm. like there's nothing better. Like, like you ever have that friend that's just like, dude, I seen Pearl Jam when they were playing for five people. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. don't you know or you know, those folks that were like, I seen Kevin Hart when he was, you know, 19, yep. <clears throat> you know, and um, those people are in your town, you know, mm-hmm. you got to go out there and find those, you know, if you like comedy, if you love to go being entertained by people and, you know, you've got to go out there and, and support your local locals and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's just like any th- other local art, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh we get that the flashy shows that, you know, the bigger shows that those are important for the entire scene mm-hmm. for people to see that this is a place where comedy is important. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's more than that, you know, headliner that's playing at 
you know, at the at the club, at the improv, that one weekend that you want to go yeah. see it. There's, there's a lot of comedy, and I think Pittsburgh and smaller, you know, and other scenes, you know, with those types of A clubs, they, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's, you know, we get that. It's important to the entire ecosystem of the scene, yeah. you know, but, but. Any night of the week, you can go and probably find a local show, yeah. which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm so grateful, man. I yeah. I've I knew I was gonna like you, <laughs> and I do. Li- not no no no. I don't mean like tonight. I mean like when I first like interacted with you a little bit. I was like, I know I'm gonna like Jason. Yeah. And I was right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Likewise. Thanks, thanks for coming, buddy. You got it, my guy. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye.